نحمده ونصلي ونسلم على سيدنا ومولانا محمد رسوله النبي الأمين المكين الحنين الكريم الروف الرحيم أما بعد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم We are starting the درس of الجامع الصحيح للبخاري in this session from hadith number 92 باب الغضب في الموعزة والتعليم This is a chapter which Imam Bukhari has brought Babul Ghadab fil Mu'izah wa Ta'lim to be furious to be angry while teaching and advising this is the chapter which Imam Bukhari has brought that it is permissible and this is sunnah of Holy Prophet sallallahu alaihi wa sallam sometimes to become furious sometimes to become a bit angry while preaching or teaching or advising and this admonition sometimes become a good source a good device for change of heart sometimes heart do change through soft words of love pieces of advice almu'izatil hasana sometimes through jidal both ways work Sometimes Almighty Allah works through His names Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim. And sometimes He operates through His name Maliki Yawmiddin. Both things work together. So this is the chapter. And Imam Bukhari has reported the hadith from حدثنا محمد بن العلا قال حدثنا أبو سامة عن بريد عن أبي بردة عن أبي موسى قال سئل النبي صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم عن أشياء كريهها فلما أكثر عليه غضب ثم قال للناس سلوني أما شئتم سلوني أما شئتم قال رجل من أبي قال أبوك حذافة فقام آخر فقال من أبي يا رسول الله فقال أبوك سالم مولا شيبة فلما رأى أمر ما في وجهه قال يا رسول الله إنا نتوب إلى الله عز وجل This hadith number 92 Imam Bukhari has repeated the same hadith again at other place and that number of hadith is 7000 291 same wordings same riwayah has come twice it is reported by Abu Musa Ash'ari radiyallahu ta'ala anhu that Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was asked about some things which he did not like to be asked which he did not like to be asked so he got angry he disliked those questions then he stood up and he said and then when the questioners still insisted they went on insisting so holy prophet sallallahu when he got angry he then said to the people now ask me anything you want to ask when he got angry then he said 
ask me anything you want to ask. Saluni amma shetum. Some people, they misunderstand these words, the meanings and implications of these words. And they say, Saluni amma shetum. He meant, sallallahu ta'ala alayhi wa sallam, he meant, he wanted to say that you may ask anything related to deen, related to madhab, related to sharia, related to ahkam, and related to the subjects which the prophet is raised for. So his invitation of questions, ask me anything you want to ask, they confine the world, the meaning of anything. They make it in a narrow sense. That he meant that anything related to deen and religious matters. This is a wrong understanding and wrong conception about this hadith. And this is wrongly confining the open, confining the open invitation of Holy Prophet for asking just confining it to a very narrow scope. Reason is that, let us see what questions were asked after this invitation, when he invited the people, you may ask me anything what you want to. So let us see, then what were the questions which the people asked from Holy Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam? He says, one person stood up, a man asked, who is my father? Because there were some people who used to say him, they used to blame him and they used to say him that he was not the son of his real father. He was not the legitimate son of, the father, of his father. So he thought when Holy Prophet is open, inviting, opening, there is an open invitation, openly. He is asking, you may ask anything what you want. Let me clear my matter of parentage. My matter of parentage. So he stood up and asked, Ya Rasulullah, who is my father? He said, Abu Ka Huzafa. You are son of Huzafa. And Huzafa was not the name of his father. Uzafa was somebody else. You understand what happened? His mother got him from somebody else. Illegitimately. Then another person stood up and he asked, Ya Rasulullah, who is my father? Holy Prophet replied, Your father is Salim. And he is Mawla, the freed slave of Shaiba. Again, he was not the real son, legitimate son of his father. No. Both allegations against them were correct. So they asked, who is my father? Holy Prophet said, your father is Salim. And who is Salim? He was a freed slave of Shaiba. When this happened, then Sayyidina Umar saw the anger on the face of Holy Prophet 
and at second place it is narrated then holy prophet ﷺ went on saying saluni amma shaytum saluni amma shaytum saluni amma shaytum went on repeating then Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu he said he sat in front of holy prophet ﷺ in a very respectful manner and he said O Prophet of Allah and O Messenger of Allah, we repent to Almighty Allah for offending you. He didn't offend Sayyidina Umar, but he was representing the whole community. He said, we repent Almighty Allah for offending you. This hadith is one of the great evidences of the totality and comprehension of the knowledge of Holy Prophet, the knowledge which Almighty Allah has blessed on him. The knowledge which he was blessed with the knowledge which he was almighty Allah had showered on him every kind of knowledge related to dunya or related to akhirah related to the open and visible realities and facts of the world and related to the invisible and hidden secrets of the world his knowledge was very vast And this hadith is telling us that what was the level of the knowledge of Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And another point which is easily understood through the text of this hadith is that the matter of parentage, the legitimate or illegitimate parentage, is this ilmu zahir and ilmu shahada? Or does this belong to ilm of unseen, ilmul ghaib? What do you say? If this very visible and knowledge belonging to the facts which are openly seen, or this is a knowledge which belongs to the realities and facts which are not seen, which are unseen, which are hidden, which are secrets. So it means that the ilmul ghaib was granted to Prophet Muhammad sallallahu ta'ala alayhi wa sallam. And this is known as al-ittila al-ghaib. He was muttali al-ghaib. Almighty Allah has blessed him the knowledge of ghaib, of the hidden things, of unseen realities and of the secret realities up to the extent which we can't perceive and we can't conceive. Rather, we can't understand and we can't create the boundaries of the knowledge of Holy Prophet His knowledge is boundaryless, limitless. Then Imam Bukhari has brought one more hadith on the subject. That is hadith number 93. The same. But this is reported by, that was reported by Abu Musa Ash'ari. And the same event has been reported by Anas bin Malik also. And chapter which Imam Bukhari has fixed is, Man baraka ala rukbataihi indal imam avil muhaddis. How to sit before the Imam, before the Shaykh and Muhaddis. He has taken this 
from the sunnah, from the practice of Sayyidina Umar For that sake, he has mentioned this hadith again. And Anas ibn Malik Abdullah ibn Huzafa stood up and asked, Who is my father? Ya Rasulullah. He said, Your father is Huzafa. He was the son of Huzafa. I am correcting it. And the second person was son of somebody else. He was illegitimate. The second one. Fakala Abuka Huzafa, your father is Huzafa. Here, those words have been mentioned. Then Holy Prophet went on saying again and again, Saluni, ask me anything which you want to ask. Ask me about anything what you want to ask. He went on repeating the word, Saluni, Saluni. Then Sayyidina Umar, the chapter is, Whoever knelt down before the Imam, the Sheikh and the leader, and Muhaddis, he said, Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Then he knelt down before the Prophet and said thrice, three times, We accept Allah is our Lord, and Islam is our Deen, and Muhammad is our Prophet and Messenger. After these words of repentance, Prophet became silent. So because of that part of hadith that Sayyidina Umar knelt down in front of Holy Prophet and sat in a very respectful and reverent way. Imam Bukhari has brought this hadith again under the new caption. In the light of this hadith, since the question of the ilm, the knowledge blessed on Holy Prophet has come into Discussion. So, I would like to quote another hadith. Again, it has been reported by Imam Bukhari. Same Sahih Bukhari. And this hadith which I am going to quote now has also been transmitted and reported by Imam Muslim. This is Muttafaq Alayh. And it is transmitted by Sayyidina Anas ibn Malik. أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم خرج حين زاغت الشمس فصلى الزهر فلما سلم قام على المنبر فذكر الساعة وذكر أن بين يديها أمورا عظاما ثم قال من حب أن يسأل عن شيء فليسأل عنه فبالله لا تسألوني عن شيء إلا أخبرتكم به ما دمت في مقامي هذا قال أنس فأكثر الأنصار البكاء وَأَكْسَرَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَعَلِي وَعَلِي وَسَلَّمَ أَنْ يَقُولَ سَلُونِي 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 فَقَالْ عَنَسٌ فَقَامْ عَلَيْهِ رَجْلٌ فَقَالْ عَيْنَ مَدْخَلِي يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ قَالَ أَنَّارِ فَقَالْ عَبْدُ اللَّهِ بْنُ حُزَافَ فَقَالَ مَنْ أَبِي يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ فَقَالَ رَدِينَا بِالْمِرَدِينَا بِاللَّهِ رَبَّمْ وَبِالْإِسْلَامِ دِينًا وَبِمُحَمَّدٍ رَسُولًا 
صلی اللہ علیہ وآلہ وسلم فساکتا رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وآلہ وسلم this is متفق علیہ امام بخاری has reported this حدیث in کتاب الاعتسام بالکتاب والسنہ and امام بخاری has repeatedly reported this حدیث this text which I have read now again in کتاب مواقیت السلات two times this subject this is more comprehensive one and third time Imam Bukhari has reported it in Kitabul Ilm and Imam Muslim has reported the same hadith in Kitabul Fadail Babu Tawqirehi the chapter on the reverence of Holy Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Ibn Hibban has reported the same in As-Sahih and At-Tabarani has reported in Al-Mujam Al-Awsat and Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal has transmitted the same in Al-Musnad and Imam Abu Ya'la has also reported the same in Al-Musnad Hadith number in Bukhari is 2660 and again second time Hadith number in Bukhari is 6863. And third time in Sahih Bukhari again, Hadith number is 2001. This is sufficient. There are many other places. This Hadith Muttafaq Aleh. Anas bin Malik radiallahu ta'ala now reports, and you can go through these Hadith from the book Al-Minhaj al-Sami. I have brought a special chapter, Faslun, فی منزلت علم النبی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم و معرفتہی چپٹر on the knowledge of holy prophet صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم and his genocide and his vision so Anas bin Malik says that holy prophet صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم came out from his house once after zuhur at the zuhur time he prayed salatu zuhur and then stood on the mimba and he mentioned some things about the Qiyamah, the day of resurrection. And then he mentioned the signs of the day of resurrection, which would appear before Qiyamah comes. After mentioning this event of Qiyamah and its signs, then he asked from the people who were present, if anyone amongst you want to ask any question from me related to anything, I will answer to him while I am standing here on my member. Before coming down, I can answer any question asked by me from any one of you. This was a challenge by Holy Prophet Sometimes we used to do, this was his practice and habit, to clear the minds of the people and to remove the doubts of the people so that people may not consider him similar to them so that the people may not belittle his knowledge so that the people may not degrade and misunderstand his level of knowledge and level of marifa and level of highness and greatness and his highly esteemed position that should be very clear in the minds of the people that's why he sometimes used to say like that. So he said, 
If anyone want to ask any question, I will answer it while I am standing here on my member. He went on saying, an Ansar, this was a gathering of Ansar. They started crying. It was a very amazing and shocking and you can say terrifying atmosphere for them as his holy prophet is going to become angry with them they started crying then he went on saying saluni you may ask anything you may ask anything you may ask anything then a person stood up and he said ya rasulullah what would be my place after my death where would i go after death he said, Madhaluka, Annar. He said, You will go to the hell. So, in the first hadith, a person asks about his parentage, who is my father. And the matter of parentage is decided in the darkness, only between two persons, a man and a woman. Totally unseen and hidden thing. He doesn't say, these, this is one of the hidden facts. Why are you asking from me? Only Allah knows the hidden realities and hidden facts of the things or hidden events which took place in the darkness of light. I am not supposed to know these things. He would have said this, but no, he entertained the question and he replied. Second person asked, who is my father? He entertained and he replied. The first person's parentage was legitimate, Huzafa. Second one's parentage was illegitimate. And he told this thing. Third question asked by in this event, a person asked, after my death, where would I go? This is again directly and categorically and expressly and technically speaking, undoubtedly, this is absolutely a matter of unseen. Matter of ghayb. After death, who will go where? Who will go in heavens, in Jannah? Who will go in hellfire? This is just a matter of ghayb. Min al-mughibat. The umur, the matters after death. So he would have replied that Allah is supposed to know. Why are you asking from me? I don't know. But what will happen to you after your death? But no, he entertained. He said, you will go to hell. So he knows who are the people of hell. Holy Prophet knows who are the people of paradise. Holy Prophet knows where every one of us is going to be placed after the death. This is the level of his knowledge. Then the same person stood up, Abdullah bin Uzafa. He asked, Man Abi, who is my father, Ya Rasulullah? He said, your father is Abdullah Uzafa. Then again he started, Saluni, Saluni, you may ask anything, you may ask anything. I would like to quote another hadith. Again, it has been reported by Imam Bukhari. Same Sahih Bukhari. There is a book in Bukhari, Creation of Universe. Beginning of Creation. The book is named Beginning of Creation, Badul Khalq. And this hadith is reported by Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala an Umara. 
یقول و کام افین نبی و صلی اللہ علیہ وآلہ وسلم اینڈ حدیث نمبر وچ آئی ایم کوٹنگ ناؤ از تھری تھاؤزینڈ اینڈ ٹوینٹی وٹ آئی ایم ڈوئنگ آئی ایم ریڈنگ حدیث ان اے سیکوینس ان این آرڈر بٹ ادر احادیث وچ کم آن دا سیم سبجیکٹ ان ویریس بکس اینڈ چیپٹرز آف صحیح البخاری آئی ایم برنگنگ دوز حادیث آل ٹوگیدر ود دس ون so that you may complete the the study you may complete the study of a subject through one hadith you understand the point we are going in a priority in an order in a sequence but when we take a subject i try to take three four five six hadith at least from bukhari in various books and from various chapters to put them together so the whole concept of say bukhari becomes clear to you so this hadith which i am quoting now in sahih bukhari this hadith number is 3020 reported by sayyidina umar radhiyallahu ta'ala anhu he says holy prophet sallallahu stood once amongst us qama fina nabiy sallallahu alaihi wasallam maqaman fa akhbarana an bad'il khalq hatta dakhala ahlul jannati manazilahum wa ahlun nar manazilahum hafiza zalika man hafizahu wa nasiya zalika man nasiya Holy Prophet ﷺ once stood up and he started describing the events and details right from the beginning of creation, beginning of the creation, and he went on describing and he went on mentioning and he went on narrating one by one till the occurrence of the day of judgment, till the day of resurrection. even up to the end of the day of resurrection when the people of jannah would enter into jannah and people of hell would go into the hell fire so he started his speech explaining and mentioning the details and events major events of this universe right from the beginning of creation up to the end of creation from the jann up to the jannah and hell so he says he told us everything from the beginning to the end of the universe hafizahu man hafiza wa nasiyahu man nasiya now our position of knowledge is that whatever we could remember we remember this is our knowledge and whatever we forgot we forgot it depends on our own memory how much everybody could retain he has retained but he told us everything sallallahu taala alaihi wa alihi wasallam then another hadith which comes in sahih muslim no another hadith again in bukhari and imam muslim has also reported and this hadith is also muttafaq alaihi and this has been transmitted by sayyidina huzaifa radhiyallahu taala anhu قال قام فينا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم مقاما ما ترك شيئا يكون في مقامه ذلك الى قيام الساعه الا حدث به حفظه من حفظه ونسيه من نسيه متفق عليه ان ذيز ار ذا ورلز اوف صحيح مسلم وضيفه رضي الله تعالى عنه سيز اجين هولي بروفيت وانس هي ستود اب امونجست اس and he started his speech and he started mentioning the events and details of the happenings and occurrences 
right from that time when he was standing with us in our gathering right from that moment up to the occurrence of the day of judgment he told us each and everything up to the occurrence of the day of judgment whatever we could retain we have retained whatever we couldn't retain we have forgotten so this was the knowledge level expansion limitless knowledge of holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam so that would be very wrong totally wrong illegitimate wrong false baseless and frivolous to say that holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was given a very limited limited knowledge his knowledge was limitless unlimited as compared to the khalq his knowledge was he had totality of knowledge whole sum of knowledge was blessed on him but when his knowledge is compared to the knowledge of almighty allah of course then it becomes a part a very little part just like a drop in an ocean prophet's knowledge as compared to the knowledge of allah then it becomes a, a like a drop in an ocean but there is no legitimacy of comparing the knowledge of nabi and knowledge of rasul with the knowledge of allah knowledge of makhluk khalq with knowledge of khalik there is no relevance of comparing between the two when just we compare the knowledge of holy prophet sallallahu with our knowledge with the knowledge of the whole creation with the knowledge of the whole mankind with the knowledge which was given to the various parts and creations of the universe then we say that whole sum of knowledge was granted to holy prophet the totality of knowledge was blessed on him each and every person in this world and each and every part of the creation of this universe whatever knowledge is possessed by us or by any creation or by any scholar by any alim by any arif by any wali by any scientist by any historian or by any knowledgeable person of this world any knowledge by us or by the whole world that is lesser and lesser than a drop compared to seven oceans his knowledge is the wholesome real wholesome and real totality ilmul kul as far as the khalq is concerned again imam muslim has reported another hadith imam muslim and the reporter of this hadith is amr bin akhtab amr bin akhtab just in support of the hadith, hadith of bukhari i am quoting muslim and imam muslim has brought this hadith in the chapter book kitabul fitan and Imam Tirmazi has also quoted the same in Kitabul Fitan and many other Aim of Hadith in their books. Amr bin Akhtab reports Qala Salla bina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam al Fajr. Amr bin Akhtab says that he Salla bina Rasulullah al Fajr was Saida al al Mimbar fa Khatabna hatta hadarati zor. 
Holy Prophet ﷺ prayed Salatul Fajr with us. He led Salatul Fajr and started his speech till the waqt of Zuhr prayer arrived. After Fajr, he started and Zuhr prayer arrives. He continued, he Fanazala Fasalla, Summa Saidar al Mimbar. He came down, he prayed Zuhr, again went on the chair, sat on the chair, his member and started his speech. Hatta Hadaratil Asr. Then the Asr prayer waqt arrived, time arrived. Summa Nazala Fasalla, Summa Said al Mimbar. He came down, he prayed Asr, again went back on the stage, sat on his chair and started his speech. Hatta Gharabati Shams. Until the sunset. So he, he delivered a speech continuously from Fajr to sunset. With two breaks in between. No lunch break, no dinner break, no tea break. And what happened? The last words of Hadith are, فَأَخْبَرَنَا بِمَا هُوَ كَا بِمَا كَانَ وَبِمَا هُوَ كَائِنٌ وَفِي رِوَايَةٍ إِلَى يَوْمِ الْقَيَامَةِ فَأَعْلَمُنَا أَحْفَظُنَا So right from the Fajr prayer till sunset with breaks of Zuhr and Asr, Holy Prophet ﷺ in a long continuous speech, they say they told us, he told us each and everything and he described and narrated each and every event that took place from the beginning of creation till that day and from that day till the occurrence of the last day of judgment. The whole history of creation from beginning to end was described just within one day. This was the mojaza, miracle of Holy Prophet Miracle of Holy Prophet Then companions say, The one who has best memory, he is the best knowledgeable person amongst us. Because what we did, we didn't read any book. <laughs> we didn't go to any school, any college, any university. There was nothing in those days. Just the only source of knowledge was the heart of Holy Prophet The mouth of Holy Prophet. We heard from him, we received from him, and we memorized it. That's it. This was our knowledge. Then another hadith, again by Hazrat Hulaifa. The words are reported by Imam Muslim. He says, أَخْبَرَنِي رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ بِمَا هُوَ كَائِنٌ إِلَىٰ أَن تَقُومَ السَّاعَةِ Whatever was going to happen and whatever was going to occur and any event whatever was going to take place up till the day of last judgment and the day of resurrection, he told us each and everything about the world. So these are, I have quoted some of the hadith from Bukhari and Muslim. Just to elaborate the concept of the comprehension and totality of the knowledge and ilm of Holy Prophet Sallallahu Ta'ala Alaihi Wasallam. Whether it is related to the visible events and realities and facts or it is related to the invisible or hidden secrets of the world and secret of the universe. Now we come to another very beautiful subject of hadith and that is the ziyara of holy prophet in dream and that is reported by imam bukhari holy prophet has been reported 
بھائی ابو حریرا رضی اللہ تعالی عنہ کارا تسمو بسمی ولا تک تنو بکنیتی ومن رعانی فل منام فقد رعانی من رعانی فل منام فقد رعانی فان الشیطان لا يتمثل في صورتي وفي روایه ان الشیطان لا يتمثل بي ومن كذب علي متعمدا فليتبوا مقعده من النار او كما قال this hadith on the ziyara of holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam in dream with the same words imam bukhari has brought at five different places this hadith number is 110 the same hadith is reported by imam bukhari under the number 3539 again reported under the number 6188 again number 6197 again number 6993 and there are many other ahadith but with different wordings so this text has been repeated at five places under various chapters various headings and various captions and imam bukhari radiyallahu ta'ala anhu wants to derive various ahkam and legal and religious and spiritual issues out of the same text according to the varying and differing contexts holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said here narrated by abu huraira name yourselves with my name yani you may use my name you can name yourself muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam but don't do not name yourselves with my kunya holy prophet's kunya is a title that is abul qasim holy prophet says nobody should name and no parents should name their children or their son abul qasim they can name qasim but not abul qasim name your children name yourselves on my name but not on my kunya like abul qasim and whosoever then holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam says whosoever sees me in a dream then surely he has seen me in reality whoever sees me in a dream surely he has seen me in reality because shaitan satan cannot impersonate me shaitan cannot adopt my shape it is impossible for him to impersonate me and whoever tells a lie against me intentionally then surely let him occupy his seat his place in hell fire very important aspects have been mentioned in this hadith this hadith has come in various books of hadith and sunnah and various words have been used in this context here the world is man raani fil manam faqad raani whoever has seen me in dream he has surely seen me 
This is one. And it is stated, فَإِنَّ الشَّيْطَانَ لَا يَتَمَثَّلُ فِي سُورَةِ Shaitan cannot impersonate me. You have already heard. At other place, Holy Prophet ﷺ has said, and it is reported in Bukhari, Muslim, Tirmazi, and Sihasitta, Marani Fakadra al Haq, who has seen me in a dream, he has seen the Haq. Sometimes, the Holy Prophet said, said that whoever sees me in dream, he has seen me in reality. He has seen the Haq. It means that he shouldn't be confused and he shouldn't have any doubt in his mind whether he has really seen Holy Prophet or he has any misconception or misunderstanding. There should be no doubt in your mind. Whoever sees me in dream, he has seen me. Another words used at other place for the same hadith. These are manraani fil manam. Fasa yarani fil yakza. Again in Bukhari, Muslim, Tirmazi, all sihasitta and sahihain. Any person who sees me in a dream, he will definitely see me awake. Who has seen me in dream, he will definitely see me when he would be awake. In the daytime or even in night, but when he is awake, he will see me in that condition also with open eyes. Open eyes. Who has seen me in dream? This is one. Then various interpretations has been given to this part of hadith. What does it mean? This is again a very prolonged and detailed classical interpretation and discussion. I am not going to enter in for you now. Otherwise, just this point can take three hours. Just this point. If I start giving you the material on this subject, it may take another three hours. I will give you just a passing reference. That's it. Then at another place in Bukhari, Muslim and Siyasitta, Holy Prophet says, Marani fil manam ka annama raani fil yakza. Anybody who has seen me in dream, it is as if he has seen me openly, with his open eyes. Then it is stated, Inna shaitana la yatamassalo fi surati. And the same concept has been reported. And Holy Prophet said, فَإِنَّهُ لَا يَنْبَغِي لِلشَّيْطَانِ يَتَشَبَّهَبِي It is not possible for Satan to adopt my surah, my shape, to impersonate me. Now the first question coming here. Interesting question. Is the first thing which is clearly established from all these ahadis of Bukhari 
and Muslim is that Holy Prophet وسلم, is really and physically along as well as spiritually alive. Because he says, Marani Filmanami Raani means he has really seen me. He has not said he has seen my spirit. He has not said that whoever sees me in his dream, he has seen my spirit. No. Or he has seen me, he has seen my timsal, my picture. I have quoted you all worldings of hadith which are available in Bukhari and Muslim. Five different worldings I have quoted all together. And a very famous scholar from ulama of Deoband, Allama Anwar Shah Kashmiri, has put them together. I am referring him. So I have read out all the relevant wordings which have been used by Holy Prophet on this subject. I have read out all the wordings. You will never find a single world saying that whoever sees me in his dream, he has seen my spirit. He has seen my ruh. Or he has seen my timsal, my image. Never. He always says he has seen me. Fakadra al-Haq, he has seen me in reality. So this world, Ra'ani and Ra'al-Haq, and Fasara Yarani fil Yakza, Fakannaba Yarani fil Yakza. All these parts of Ahadith indicate the single reality unanimously that Holy Prophet is alive. 